I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Leeds Up Podcast. I'm James and I'm with Rocco Dean. Hello. And Paul. Good evening. A very good evening. A very, very good evening. Because I get to pass the reins back to Paul and not present. You've been a wonderful host. Well, it's I would say it's absolutely typical that whilst we've been in the absolute mud, you disappeared and now you're back for the high times again. <laughs> well, it, it feels like we've been here before, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, very much there's, so. There's a little bit of deja vu. I like the 18th of March. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah, thank you for having me back. And uh, yeah, let's crack on. What a great game. It was, oh, it was amazing. Oh. Bonkers. Yeah, that's it. That's that's everything. <laughs> it's, in a game like that, it's difficult to know where to start. So it's probably best. But how did you feel going into the game? Because there was a lot riding on. It's a very tight table, not much separating nine teams at the bottom. We're in a we're in a mini league and it's a tight mini league. I guess contextually, Forest lost in the last minute last night. So that was great. But how did you feel? Did you did you have good vibes going in? Me and Rocco last week predicted a win, didn't we? I nearly got it spot on. I said we'd race into a two-goal lead and then hold out through a horrendous last few minutes. So, yeah, it was a three-goal lead. Not a bad effort. Take it. I did feel quite positive. I, I don't know why, but I just felt like we we could do it. Thank God we did. It was, yeah, completely unexpected in a way. But, yeah, in another leadsy way, it's sort of, you're just always hoping that they've got that in them, and yeah, they did. Rocker, we don't say Leedsy, we say Leeds that. That's our <laughs> thing. Like I should have got that by now, shouldn't I? You've been you've been here long enough. Even Hayden said it last week. In in the Leeds sphere, I think even Phil Hay in the week had said that it was probably one of those games that was going to be tight and maybe one goal in it here and there. I just thought. Yeah, but loads of Leeds games have been like that recently and, and maybe loads of Wolves games have. So that's the perfect recipe for it to be like quite a big open open game. 
and it not be as sort of sit back and hold out and it was you know very much like when we got possession we 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 went for it in the moments that we we had it which was great and terrifying at the same time well i i was listening to radio leads at the very start of the game and in the pre-match build-up and redders was on and he said something about the fact that it had been 3-2 last year and that there's always goals when these teams play each other and they're like oh i hope you haven't cursed it redders and he didn't it was absolutely fine so, tinker to the starting lineup. Evidently, in the first few minutes, resting Willing Onto like that was masterstroke, really, wasn't it? Because it paid off. Yeah, yeah, it was. A, it was a great threat down the left. Thought we started brilliantly. Nonto's first touch is just outstanding. It's it's like Harrison's at the top of his game, and set up the goal brilliantly. And we deserved it at that point. Great movement by Harrison in the middle. Lovely finish. I was absolutely on top of the world at that point. Yeah, Nonto, yeah, may, maybe the rest has worked, but yeah, he has to play. Although some of them did great, as we'll come on to. But, but yeah, Nonto, it just showed that he's a different class for me. He, because that, that wasn't the first time he'd got into that position either. We'd, we'd got around the back already at that point. So we were playing on the front foot. But the goal, it really changed things. And that is... I, I haven't been here for a little while. I missed the fun of unpicking the unraveling of the Marsh era. But goals should change things in your game plan. And with other teams, you see it, don't they? The other teams do sit in and maybe could be pragmatic. And this isn't just true of the last era. It was the one before that. We didn't always do that. But today, there was, there was a shift. I suppose before we'd even had a chance to shift, Furpo reverted back to type, really. But... You think it would, what have you think it would have been soft, James? The penalty, yeah. Um, I think it would have been very, very soft. Yeah, he looked like he got he got something on it. He looked like their player kicked the ball in his foot into Furpo's. He it didn't feel like he'd sort of tackled him. It was more him kicking Furpo as he was sliding. But I think it would have been really harsh to give a penalty there. Like, and I think the other way we would have been like if we had got a penalty. In that situation, would have thought, "Oh, I'll take it," but it's probably not a penalty. Yeah, I, I, I think so as well. You know, again, you know, you've seen them given, but for me in football, I don't want to see a penalty for that. And I think the way that I have had a soft hand on VAR again, something will come to later. You know, I really like that, like the, the Newcastle goal yesterday. You know, so what if it's a foul? You know, the, the less goals we see disallowed, the better. And, and the less times that we're going back and re-refereeing a, a penalty appeal. Like last week, you know, we're not biased. <laughs> last week with the Rodrigo one, I said the same. You know, you could, that's been given before. But nah, nah, it wasn't a penalty for me. So, yeah, I'm happy with, happy with Salisbury there. I think it falls into the category of if given, wouldn't be overturned. Yeah. yeah. Oh, come on. We all agree it's too easy, this. So then, yeah, the pattern of play kind of unraveled that we were sitting in and we were trying to be pragmatic and pick our moments. Did did you feel comfortable in the first half? God, no. I was, no, I was, I was absolutely despairing. I don't know whether, I mean, they just absolutely turned it on. They suddenly looked like world beaters and we just couldn't do anything. I don't know if it was, a, you know, us not, you know, I don't know. I don't know whether it was our lack of, composure in midfield or or what but they were just running all over us and yeah I was, I was absolutely thrilled to get to half time I I did not enjoy that first half it was yeah it was pretty pretty much hell James you're a founding member of the Luke Ayling fan club so do you think that his yellow card was justified 
No, that was soft as well. That that was really. I, I mean, he knew he'd got an arm on him, and he just went down. I mean, Ailing got flopped by someone else, didn't he? Unfortunately, I thought he got, he got got wrong side of him though, didn't he? It wasn't necessarily his finest moment. He got the wrong side of him, but he then couldn't do anything with it, so he went down for it. Really, I thought it was soft. So commentary team believed that it was a clever foul to make it outside the box. So is is it that or is it he's gone down and had he gone down a stride later, he might have got the elusive penalty they were after? Well, yeah, there is that, but I don't know. I still I still think it was very, very soft. Aileen doesn't really protest things that much that often as well, and he was going at the ref for some time about that one. Well, he was, and it's important because that plays into the next kind of controversial thing, and they're all kind of interlinked. Dawson, right? That challenge. This is where Jack Jack Harrison's touch let him down. It eluded him for once. Could you can you tell me the difference between that one and what happened for the one that got sent off? How much difference was there in, in that challenge and the Johnny tackle that got the red card that ultimately probably shifted the balance of the game later on? The only difference, and I completely agree with where you're going with this, but the only difference for me is that Harrison's sort of on the floor and is he maybe sliding towards Dawson as well at the same time? So you could just, you could put that a bit more down as a coming together rather than the outrageous leg-breaking effort that we saw in the second half. So for me, I honestly expected them to review that and and give Dawson a red. But uh, yeah, maybe a slight difference. I felt sorry for jack because he just had a ball blasted in the face oh. a few minutes before that as well had a had a nosebleed and then he took some studs to the shin as well and let's be honest they they wear like bloody postage stamps for shin pads don't they so he's he's got no protection going into that challenge as well going back to it we should have known a jack harrison goal was coming shouldn't we because they do come in clusters when he's when he's backs up and his form's going then that's the time that you've got to back him in your fantasy team and you've got to know when it's just right that the, that the form's about to go. But hopefully we've got a few good weeks at this. It was it was looking good today, Jack Harrison. He did. He And he, well, he didn't get the assist for Christensen's goal, which I was a bit disappointed at. But yeah, he looks he looks back to himself. I was, I was very happy with him. And I have to also say happy that his own goal was correctly taken off him in the week it seems like i was the only person that actually saw that correctly so yes it's quite funny because when i last went to spec savers i had people coming on twitter saying that i needed to go to spec savers for saying that for saying that it wasn't an own goal when i last went to spec savers right i had my eye test and the woman told me that i had better than 2020 vision and i thought she was just like having a laugh with me but maybe maybe this is proof that i do because i saw it and Seems like most people didn't. You're actually there for a hearing test. She said something completely different to that, Rocker. <laughs> so I think I think that on Dawson was Dawson on Harrison was probably an orange card. You're in that kind of territory, aren't you? Which doesn't exist, but could have gone either way. I was surprised that they didn't look at it. But then bearing in mind the one that was soft that Ailing got, I'll give this to James because you've commented on that. When Bamford's turned Dawson on the edge of the box. What's the difference there in that contact to the one that Ailing got the yellow card? Well, 
So, so I think Bamford actually went down very, very softly in the end, but the grab before completely justified it because he like grabbed him around his neck. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I yeah, it would have been a second yellow. He should have been off. Bam, Bamford did the right thing to try and win the free kick because he knew he wasn't getting anything for the actual grabbing of his neck. So he then tripped Aronson in the box when it went in when the ball and the next movement, but the ref had already blown for free kick. So Dawson was saying very lucky to have stayed on the pitch. That's why they hooked him off, didn't they? They knew it as well. He, he was starting to lose his head. He he was the first sign of all the heads absolutely wobbling. They they wobbled so much that they all fell off. Exactly. Um, and then we got to half time. It did feel important to get to half time because the the balance of the game we'd had to absorb a lot of pressure. Just how different is what you saw in the first half there compared to what we'd seen under at the beginning of the season. Do you think we could have done that? Did, was that performance possible? Are there any comparable performances? Get ahead, sit in, sit tight, hold on. Oh, no, I don't think there is, is there? Because, well, I mean, our only wins were the epic wins that, that against Liverpool and Bournemouth and, and Wolves and Chelsea. None of them were sitting in. No, I think we have, we have a backbone. We have resolve. I mean, yeah, we absolutely relied on our luck at times but I, th- I think we we look a, a much sturdier team even though we've conceded two today Melier made a brilliant save in the first was it the first half no it must have been the second when he it was after it was after the goal so I felt you could scratch off the silly diving header outside the box when the ball would have carried to him in the, inside the box to uh, just pick it up but I wasn't saying that in the regards of having a bash at what's gone before, really. I was thinking of it constructively in how we're now seeing us addressing the issues that we had before to make us more solid going into the remaining fixtures in the season. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, thinking about it, it was pretty similar to the Man U game at Old Trafford, really. Once once they got the second goal and, and they went 2-2, you know, I was sure that we were going to crumble and and we managed to hold firm that day, to be fair. And yeah, today it was fairly similar. I once it got back to three two, I thought we were done for. I'd have probably taken a point, but yeah, you know, t- that's two times actually where we've shown that we we do have the bottle because it looks it looks yeah it looked to me like it was just only going one way. So that was really pleasing. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna split some opinion here because some people think I'm stupid, and I think Rocco might think I'm all right for doing this, but I think it's at half time. I thought I'm going to stick 20 quid on Wolves to win because then I'm going to be happy with whatever the outcome is. <laughs> well, funnily enough, after I put a bet on Luke Aylin's score and that came in, so I put my winnings on uh, Leeds to lose as, a, <laughs> as an emotional insurance policy, I thought. Yeah, so we're in the same boat here. We're all like very, very poor with money. Um, oh, but I, yeah, I, it wasn't even... I thought that the worst case scenario there was a draw because I'd, I'd like £100 and I'd like us to win, but a draw didn't do much for us. Anyways, so getting to the second half, and we did the absolute best thing possible and went and put it in the back of the net straight away. Your mate, James. Ah, it's lovely, isn't it? Lovely. Where was their marking for that goal? Incredible well, movement. Well, the, their keeper ran out at the referee, so I was thinking they're going to show some kind of a replay here that shows that he's been blocked off or something ridiculous. I'm like, no, he just swung it, went over everyone. He could, he, I don't know whether he could have like side footed it in or whatever, and he just made it look more glorious. But it was, it was, it was a lovely moment. 
I did think that. I was like, why has he died for it? <laughs> I'd put it right back at the keeper. <laughs> it made it way I thought, no, it was a really awkward height. I thought it stooped fantastically. It it's, was uh, it's it's an awkward height if you try to header it, yeah. <laughs> the alien flopped it into the net, didn't he? It's all he knows. Oh, it was great. It was it was a such a and because in the first half I just felt that there was only one team going to score when it was one nil because we weren't having those moments. So getting that goal after that point, I felt that the only team who were going to score next was going to be us because whilst they had the pressure, the game became more open and I thought we looked more dangerous in our in our counter-attacking play. Yeah, I suppose so. We had a few situations. I don't know. It, it's, it feels like such a strange game. I, I probably need time to, to compute it. But there were occasions where we had great situations and, and wasted them. I think, well, a few players were, were guilty. I'm not sure that Bamford had a good game. I'm I'm not I don't know. I'm not, I'm not still I'm not still convinced that he's back back on form yet. What do you guys think? If somehow we get into attack and I don't really know how we're attacking, but then you don't see many people supporting them up, up front as like out on the wing as well. So you think I don't I don't really know what this football is, but then but then <laughs> we but then we score some goals and then you sort of forget all that, don't you? And it's because like you look at the possession today and it, it's such a crazy difference and you think how how have we won? How have we won that really? And I know it's just a case of taking taking our chances. I think we had four big chances and four goals. So and is the difference some having someone like Melia in sticks probably as well. So I, I do think midfield still needs sorting out. But then you've got a bunch of players that have played marsh ball all season and not really had a, a coach. God, that's harsh, isn't it? Not really had a coach to instill kind of more pragmatic tactics. So. They just seem to be sort of struggling with time on the ball. Because you mentioned Melia's header out as well, and did that go to Rocker? I think it was. Yes. And then it, and they just swung a leg at it, didn't they? And and it's and to, and to be fair, like it was a great finish by Johnny. We're not quite at that bit, but on the Rocker bit, I did. I kept a really close eye on Rocker today because whilst Aronson is most people's scapegoat, and I, I'm going to hang that out there. Tell me something meaningful that he contributed to the game today and i'll happily agree with it but rocker is rocco's scapegoat mm, yeah he is i i gave him a, a pardon at the beginning of the season and yeah of course i was really angry that he plays that pass when his keepers out of the box on the floor it's absolutely criminal to do that just a blind nothing pass i thought he was all right today to be honest I thought there was a lot of times where he put his foot on the ball and he, he calmed things down and he did the right thing. So, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I'd like maybe give him a six out of 10 today. I thought he was okay, but no more than that. And, and I don't know if he's, he, he, I don't know if he's capable of doing more than that. I hope he is. Maybe he's just getting used to it, but I just don't think he's technically good enough even. And then after that, then he has really got nothing, hasn't he? What about Brendan James? Oh god. Some things he does really well. Like he he can get around a player quite easily, can't he? Like I saw him out wide and he held the ball up and then he skimmed a player, brought it into the middle, great stuff. But when he's high up the pitch near the eighteen yard box, it's like he, he literally gets the eighteen yard line and seems to just sort of shit his pants and doesn't <laughs> he doesn't honestly honestly <laughs> it doesn't really seem to know what to do with it. And that, I was good to say that I think he I really question his decision making, and sometimes that's been the issue for for Jack Harrison. But but you see it in times where it clicks. 
I've just never seen it yet, really, for, for Brendan Harrison click in terms of that decision making. And I think under Marsh, he it because it was all just so fast down the middle, so he'd get the ball, turn, pass, and you didn't really notice it because it would go through him quite quickly. But now you're seeing him with more time on the ball, you actually realise his decision making is not there yet. And and I think as well, he struggles with his decision making because there's that fear of him being shoved off the ball very <laughs> very quickly as well in the back of his mind. So yeah, I think he's a I think he's like technically he's great and he must be doing something brilliant in training, but he's just not at that next level yet, I don't think. I think it's because they're not allowed to tackle him in training. <laughs> it's probably a good point that. It's my theory. I I, uh, I... So last week I was quite drunk at the game and I totally forgot this, but when I saw it on Twitter, it completely triggered my mind. So when I walked in the ground, the first thing I saw was a ball go up to Aronson, plucked out the air magnificently to beat his man with one touch and then like powered towards goal and then just fell over, like just literally like wilted, you know, with two players coming towards him. I don't even think they shoved him off the ball. I literally think he just went to the floor, like, yeah, cacked his pants. That happened again yeah. today. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's, it, it's funny though, isn't it? Because like we say it all in jest, and like you want, we want him to do well. Like we so want him to do well, and you can see some good qualities in him. But it's so obvious where he's where he's kind of lacking at the minute. It can come good. It can definitely come good. He is, like you say, he's got a lot of ability in his feet. He's got he's got lovely feet, and he's really quick. It can come together, no doubt about it. But uh, right now, yeah, this season, I don't think it will. So he might have really disgusting manky feet. With I was the... just going to say, you sound like Paul Scholes. <laughs> Listen, we don't have Levi's solicitors sponsoring our show, so you need to be careful. <laughs> That's true, actually. Anytime any... they say anything controversial, they just go, oh, Levi's solicitors, we um, don't have that. Any solicitors out there looking to sponsor a podcast, get in touch. We don't need much money. We just need some backup. Yeah. Just in case. That's it. One new thing, I guess, today was that it was a Rocker McKenney partnership for the first time in, in the middle of the park. So maybe as they establish themselves, you'll get to see more of what Rocker could do. McKenney loves a yellow card and he loves an unnecessary one, doesn't he? That was really unnecessary. It was the first half, wasn't it? And he was yeah. trying to. Yeah, I, I've moved backwards. I've moved backwards. <laughs> oh, I'm getting at you. I'm getting at him. It was, it was, it was just ludicrous. I don't know. Yeah, it's silly. But, Silliness. But that played into, like, they made a change and took off the player who was likely to get a red card. And then they subbed the next guy, I think, who got a, a yellow card and brought on Triore, who caused all kinds of problems. Did you fear that having both fullbacks booked and McKenney booked that, that discipline could be an issue in the second half? I just don't like us having any bookings because I always think we're very, very close. But I'm going to backtrack a bit now, actually. I just remembered that shot that McKenny had from the in the first mm. half where we had a really nice, well-worked corner. And mm. I thought, oh, that would have been good for him to get a goal. Yeah, it's not nice having that many bookings. But as I say, our, our heads didn't wobble. They stayed firm. He'll get a fine for that, though, surely. Like, if if we have a fining system, that was... 
it was there's no need. It was it, like half time was upon us. Anyway, mm. so rolling forwards, I sat shaking my head in absolute disbelief when he took Willie Nyonto off. I was like, he's our early creative outlet. How's he kept Aronson on? Even over, I don't know, maybe Harrison must have game management and the fitness that will take him deep into a, a game. But I was like, what on earth? Like, this is, it's a big call to shore up. At, we've not done that before. And I was really wrong really quickly. I, I assume when he was shaking his head, walking off the pitch, he was thinking the same as you, Paul. Why aren't you taking bloody Aronson off? <laughs> I think someone had to point to him and go, look what, look what just happened. It's, it's okay. It was it crazy. Was, it, it was unbelievably dramatic. And Christensen did brilliantly. You know, that's sort of the first time we've really seen him in beast mode. You know, just like shoves the guy out of the way. Probably more of a foul than the one on Traore later on. But uh, not a foul. Just just determination. And and the man won the day and popped it through the legs. It was it was brilliant. Not much more you can say about it. Did you think Christensen is unlucky not to be getting more minutes? Or are we... Are we fine with how it is at the moment? No, I think he's lucky to be in a Premier League team and battling for a place in a Premier League 11. Oh, man, this is why I came back, just because of the bleakness that Rocco brings <laughs> over this. Like, Honestly, like, Rocco, Rocco's going in two feet. He's doing a he's doing a Luke Ayling at Arsenal. <laughs> I, watched, I watched Rasmus Christensen at the World Cup and thought that he looked like a, a solid defender who was playing differently to the system that he was required to be playing in I d- like at the start of the season I mean, it was against Wolves wasn't it the very first game that the ball went over him where we're like what on earth have we invested in here but how much of it was the, the system like have you given him a fair crack Rocco yeah definitely I've given him credit where it's due and he's had good games Anfield he was brilliant and I, I, I mean, I didn't say what I just said disparagingly, really. I think he's just where he should be. He's, you know, should be happy that he's competing for a place in a Premier League team. Ailing's been superb. Christensen's not had a good season. He's struggled a lot of the time. Can't take a throw in, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. So, you know, job number one, sort that out. But yeah, no, you know. How old is he? He's not that old. Again, another player that could come good. If we stay up this year, we can, you know, this squad can can build on it, I'd like to think, you know, because they're all so young and it's great experience for them. Maybe he'll come good. Lovely. Well, we've kind of touched on their goal for 3-1. Even then, I didn't think that shifted the momentum that much, really. It was actually, it was probably the Traore sub that did did a lot because... He was running at Furpo. Well, he wasn't running at Furpo. He was running at space quite a lot of the time and putting balls in uh, relentlessly. But then it was, they got, so the first goal was from an error that the, the second goal was a, a deflection. Otherwise, I don't, it didn't feel like it was desperately coming. Did you think, but when it got to 3 2, I was certain that my money was going to be paying out. Oh, yeah. I, I, when, when they got back to, when they got to 3 2, and it came off Wobo, who'd had such a good game up until that point as well. He just thought, oh, God, here we go. Yeah, the cards came crashing down in my mind. And uh, it was a lucky goal. I mean, like both of their goals really were quite fortunate. I mean, it was a good finish for the first one, but the circumstances that led up to it. And yeah, I was I was convinced we were going we to fall, but that's me doom merchant. We've been here before, haven't we? 
Wobbo was unlucky and he did a brilliant block in the first half and he, he's got this knack of always being in the right place to, to get his body in the way. So, yeah, maybe maybe an unfortunate deflection was, was coming because, he, yeah, he blocked so many. But, yeah, just one of them. Really annoying. January, must... January signings don't work, though, do they? I was about to say, he must be one of our best ever January signings, surely. Yeah, he's, he's, he's excellent. I think when you look at players that come from abroad as well, and it, no matter what, what club you are at what level, whether you're Man U, Chelsea, whoever, it's always a bit of a gamble as to whether they can do it in the Premier League and his value doesn't really show that it, it should work and that quickly, but it really has. And I think a, a game like that today without someone like him in it could have been completely different. You mean if we had the club captain in playing in his place? Yeah, I do. I think he's he is better than Cooper. Like that's there's been enough time to kind of witness it and see that. And that's nothing against Cooper. I just think he's getting a bit older and it's the fact that he's just had so many injuries as well. He's he's constantly recovering, so he never gets a, a run to get back to any sort of peak form. But I think I think Wobers just uh, he just seems really good. It's it's relatively settled now. Is that our best back four, Rocco? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I am a big Cooper fan. I am but... as well. Yeah. But yeah, and, and like you, I, I, I wouldn't change it at the moment. Firpo did fine again. No, I'm I'm happy with it. I think it's it's a back four that can keep us up. And Cox playing well. He played well again today, I thought. He's great as Cock, isn't he? I saw a clickbait article the other day saying that Tottenham are keeping an eye on Robin Cox's situation at Leeds. Like, what's his situation at Leeds that that if we get relegated, he'll probably go to another Premier League club? Well, Cock did give an interview, didn't he, in the week and said like his main focus is getting back in the Germany squad, which to me meant if we go down, I'm off. Whereas last season, I'm pretty sure he came out and said that if we go down, we all go down together and, and he did. We'll fight back. Yeah. That was in that was in the first season, I think. Before when when it looked like we probably weren't going down. Oh, okay. Easy Maybe it was say. last year. They all blurs into one big relegation battle, really. <laughs> Especially when it's like literally groundhog day. Yeah, literally. Um, yeah, so did the Wolves fans think we had a hell of a lot of luck and that they're calling out corruption. I think that they were just pretty poor and inconsistent. And that's the thing that winds me up most weeks. I'm not going to... I don't believe that there's corruption in the refereeing circles and I don't know what they particularly have against Wolverhampton. But I think that definitely they, they had an inconsistent game. But it... it Ultimately, the balance of play, it shifted on that red card just, that was a red card. I felt sick when I saw that. How can an official see that right in front of him and need to take another look at it? Do you think that they're like edging their bets and going, well, give a yellow, they'll tell me if I need to? Yeah, I think the ref went for his same hearing test as Rocco's. I do think they referee like that nowadays, yeah. I, I think they, especially for like a red card offence, there's... Probably no point in them sticking their neck on the line, is there? You know, the the, the video will, will get it, and that's why I, I that's what I think about VAR. I think I think we either have to commit to it or we don't. Where we're at the moment is just sort of like a a middle ground uh, where I think the VAR should be the ref and the on field guy goes with the referee the the video's decisions. But in order for that to work, it doesn't. It can't be three men in a van. It has to be like a you know, like a proper professional expensive outfit of a team of of professionals who practice getting decisions right within seconds, you know, have you know, each person looking at a camera and, you know, calling to a director and 
you know, getting a getting a decision within one or two seconds, and that is possible. I think. Yeah, I don't know how long it'd take to maybe get to to that that point, but yeah, the way they're referee now, like with the with the offsides thing. I mean, that one in the first half where was it first half, second half? Rodrigo went went through and he completely fluffed it up like he lost possession of the ball. I sat back in my, I almost didn't watch it. I said to my mate, eyes offside, and like I didn't care at all. And it turns out he was onside. That completely ruined. Well, the moment would have been ruined anyway, but. Yeah, you're second guessing half the time whether they're onside or off, and I, I don't know. I don't know why they think that's better than just having instant decisions. I I like the idea of them sat in a van, Rocco, a bit like they're on some sort of Stockley Park doesn't exist. They're all just in a battered up old transit outside Molyneux. I, I think I was thinking about VAR a lot in the week, and and they'll never say it the Premier League in particular, but. I think it's probably like a great thing for the brand from their perspective because things get talked about way longer than they they would have been like five, six years ago. And it just makes a huge theatre out of all of it and like more controversy than, than there ever used to be. So I think somewhere they probably, and, and like I say, somewhere and someone probably really likes the idea of it. And I do like what you say, but I think it's, It'll be evolutionary with little changes, like in the World Cup where they had, was it AI deciding on on offsides and that kind of thing. It'll get more to a point where you have a lot of decisions that are made by some sort of computer or sensors or whatever, but we're just not there yet. Dirty, filthy, horrible tackle. It, it was broke, awful. It broke the game down, though. Took all the momentum, everything out of it. And then against 10 men, I think we looked pretty good. It wasn't a huge amount of time. And then the Traore thing, it was really weird because he hadn't been fouled when he stopped. So he protested. He did pull his shirt. He played the ball in. I don't know if Rodrigo was playing thinking that it's got to get taken back because that was a lovely finish. I don't think so. I give Rodrigo 100% credit there. It was it was just a touch of class. And like you say, I mean, I just can't believe that VAR sent him to the screen for that, you know, considering the soft touch that they have. I mean, we've seen it. The, the most the, the the most glaring example is Melier at Spurs and they let that go. And then, you know, for a flick of monster's shirt when he's already stood there complaining at the ref, I thought that was absolutely scandalous. So amazing by the referee to 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 have the balls to I I mean it probably didn't make much difference anyway, but yeah, fair play to him because that was ridiculous. If he wanted to appease both fans in that situation, disallow the goal full time, crack on. <laughs> but instead, it was chaos. And I, they, they, they like, lost it, didn't they? I like that Sigu, their manager, was like, he was just going spare all game on it. It was brilliant. And, and I think when your manager goes that, that wild at all the officials, then that's when people on the bench also start to get wild, which you don't really want when you've got Diego Costa sat there as well. <laughs> He uh, played Peacemaker. And the guy away. What a turn up for the books. But I saw as well Lepetskue on Luke Aylin's challenge. He said that they're going to put in a, an appeal for it. It's like, what, what are you appealing against? <laughs> oh dear. That's, That's crazy. So, massive three points. Last week, a draw took us into the relegation zone. This week, a win takes us up to 14th. The other results could have been kinder, but ultimately we got the best result of the, of the weekend so far and there's crystal palace to go to arsenal tomorrow so we're we're recording this ahead of that so 
has today's game altered where you felt we could finish at the end of the season or or is it just game by game yes it's all well considering last after the match last week i thought we were going to finish 20th yes i definitely definitely feel a lot better after today I, no and i really do you know they've 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 proved that they can get results that was the thing that was really dragging me down was that it's just been so long since we won and even when we play well we we've not been winning so to get that result it's absolutely massive and i do feel like we can push on now and we've got you know we go to arsenal after the break in good spirits who knows what happens and then after that is the two two home games which are basically like it's like a playoff semi-final with two two home legs in it like if we can win them too will be absolutely flying so it's a it's a massive opportunity for us is it too early to say how many more points you think we'll need to to stay up because i saw because i love having a good read of the old opposition's forums when we've when when you know they're going to be irate about it because it's like the it's just like reading wacko most weeks but the other people being upset rather than us and they think four more wins will do them and they're one point ahead of us yeah, we've got six wins at the moment, haven't we? So that takes us up to ten, and well, twelve points, and we're on what twenty six? Yeah, easy. Yeah, Forest aren't going to get that many more points. Bournemouth, Southampton, I think same as last season. Thirty six will do it. Oof, God. Just a, a quick, quick word on. I think James always shares this supercomputer prediction percentage table that says the percentage chance of which team's going to get relegated. You haven't done that yet, so we'll have to have a look after today. And I assume it's looking a bit better than it was doing before. And that suggests to me, because Forest have been right down at the bottom, it suggests to me that they had really hard fixtures coming up. Palace had the, on paper, easiest running, and their manager, just after Phil Hayard wrote a really lengthy article about sacking your manager in March not working, just a, a word on that. Is Is that madness, or is that was it fair enough? It's quite funny because uh, I don't know if you've heard Vincent Company's comments on it. And when he was talking, he was basically describing exactly the situation that we were in when we sat Bielsa. You know, we weren't in the relegation zone. We were a couple of points ahead of it. We just played a load of uh, the best teams. We had two, like a couple of our best players out and we had a great run of fixtures coming up. And, and you know, that's exactly the situation Palace are in. And, uh, and they've yeah they've 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 made the change so yeah I, 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 looking at the fixtures that they've got to come I think it was harsh but I, I mean I, I've no idea about the the ins and outs and goings on at Palace. The predictor poll has us down for finishing fifteenth. Yeah, fifteenth. So I'll snap your hand off. Yeah, yeah. I think it's weird. It's weird them sacking him in it. I didn't know that those comments had come out. Rocco, but that is like very, very accurate, and it's it's just sheer panic from everyone, isn't it? The fear of failure in the Premier League is massive. Like financially, it's it's huge, and you can see how much it spills into the pressure spills onto managers as well. You could see it on Wolves today. It's clever that by company, isn't it? Because he's just basically given them himself a platform for when that happens to him next year, not getting sacked by Burnley, hasn't it? He wants to be in that job mid-table then for a couple of years, maybe off chance a year before Pep quits and he goes to City. That's what he really wants. But let's circle back around to our game. I think this is going to be a hard one today. Man of the match. When it's a team effort like that, where do you turn to? You turn to Mr. Grazia, don't you? 
definitely giving it to him. I'll tell you what, I loved his press conference, as I always do. But hearing him talk about how, you know, he, he just, you know, eats, sleeps, breathes Leeds United and every every day is, you know, working, you know, doing what he can for Leeds and, you know, watching other matches and preparing. And he's, you know, just got time to FaceTime his family and, you know, and then he sleeps and then it's, and it's back on it, you know, compared to Marsh, you know, when he's, you know, doing all his extracurricular nonsense. And I called Marsh out for that and I, I know like. I didn't know if I was being harsh, but yeah, hearing Javi talk just makes makes it right. You know, that's that's that is the level that anybody in in a Premier League job, especially at a club that's in trouble like we are, and that's what we should expect. And uh, I'm so happy we've got it, and I'm so happy for him that he got the win today. James, yeah, I completely agree with everything you're saying about Grazia there, and you you compare him against. Tegu today, like completely spitting his dummy out as well. I mean, I don't know if you saw him parading around the pitch with his turtleneck at the end, and it was like absolutely soaked. I assume like that's because he was just crying into it so much. I, I, for me today, I think it was Wober. I thought he was absolutely immense, and he there's, he kept us in it massively in the first half when when they put us under a lot of pressure. Had we gone in, you know, at one all or or even down to two one, I don't think we would have come away with anything from that match. So yeah, I Wober for me. But yeah, like you, I'm really appreciative of Grazia. I think it's exactly what we needed. I was going to give it to Verba as well, but I have decided that you've done it. So I'm going to give it to Harrison because I think he's had... Even like what I saw on one of the Facebook pages before the game, they went, why is he playing Harrison? And I was like, because he kind of assisted a goal last week. and He makes a massive contribution to our team. So I'm going to go Harrison because... It's, it is a great shout, Harrison, to be fair, because his defensive work is like ridiculous. And because I know you said Somerville did well when he came on, but you can see that he's just so attacking minded. He really struggles to defend where it's just everything in Harrison's mind is all about building from defence. And he took two for the team, one in the schnoz and one on the ankle. So, yeah, like I think, and it is at a tough time. And, and where would your head be at if you? Just like if your boss had driven you to another employee and then gone out, ah, you know what? Don't it's fine, come back. So I'm really happy that he's having a really good moment in the in the side. So yeah, that's it. It's off to uh, off to Italy now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Promoting my next book in Italy. I'm gonna go scout Nyonto as well. I'm going to the England game. That'll be good. Hopefully he starts and tears England to shreds. I will be supporting the Azuri. Rocco's yeah. half Italian for anyone who doesn't know. So I'm only a quarter Italian, but I I I might support Italy. There's more more in it for us. Do you only have it by a quarter? Do you mean you have an Italian grandparent? Yes, grandfather. All right. Well, I'm Serbian. Then there you go. Well, I'll I'll go go get my Mitrovic shirt out if it's the amount he bangs on about Italy. Jesus. Right. On that bombshell. Have a great time in Italy, you lucky so and so. And I I just hope it's one of them where when you've got a player of your own team and England don't, you you tend to lean towards that team anyway. So I I guess I can see that. That's not why I want us to win. Do you consider yourself more Italian than English? When... Nah, nah, I'm, I'm English, but I mean, I just, I don't know. I've got a funny, funny, uh, it's a funny situation internationally. I've sort of flitted between Italy and England my whole life. And uh, 
the final of the Euros was absolute hell. I didn't want anyone to score. But yeah, 100% supporting, supporting Italy on Thursday because I'll be in the Italy end and it doesn't really matter anyway. They're both going to qualify. It's a weird one, that, because I'd never really thought about it. But I guess if Serbia were any good, I'd be just as easily turned as you are so well yeah and also like i was <laughs> i was i was like 10 years old when world cup 94 was on and england weren't there and it was like my first proper world cup where i knew what was going on and it got all the way to the final and lost on penalties and the first cut is the deepest as yeah. some songwriter once wrote that was bad baggio over the bar wasn't it i was just gonna say indeed. rocco you've probably got baggio hair you should just grow out the mullet a little bit that'd be fantastic <laughs> We're rambling. Enjoy your international break. It's beautiful going into the international break on a win. Just soak it up. What look at that table and is not below that line. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for listening. Network.